0: Welcome back to the Saturday Stoke. Think of it like a shot of espresso for your soul. Today, I want to take you on a little reflection on the idea and word, adventure. Why are we drawn to the idea of adventure? Have you thought about it? What is an adventure? And what does the word even mean? Certain words in our culture suffer from overuse, and I think adventure is one of them. Water down these overused words, they become castaways in the lexicon of everyday language once carrying significance, but then only to drift into the strange land of ubiquity. Adventure for the modern person relates now to our sensibilities almost primarily through simulacra. When we do experience adventure in the physical world, it comes via a controlled environment where safety and knownness dominate the experience. The rise of the novel contributed to our current sanitized relationship with adventure. Since the 19th century, the public engaged with the idea of adventure by way of the novel. Stories like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or Walter Scott's Ivanhoe and James Fenimore Cooper's The Last of the Mohicans captured the imagination of generations of readers who longed to travel and see new parts of the world and engage with the foreigners. The novel, however, lives downstream, so to speak, of the real frontier or expanding cultures around the world. It's fiction that springs from experiences in the real world. We hear stories and seek to emulate them and live them vicariously through an entertaining medium like the novel. But adventure novels do touch something within the human psyche, something profound and on an existential level. We sense a calling to go forth and see for ourselves what lies in the beyond. If we peer further into history, nearly 700 years ago, we find the world opening up to global travel. Ferdinand Magellan, a Portuguese explorer, is credited with organizing the first circumnavigation of the world. Magellan founded and named the Pacific Ocean, if it's even possible to name such a thing. The story goes, when he and his caravan of ships entered the waters of the Pacific, the ocean was calm, and Pacific means peaceful. It took over two months for them to cross the peaceful ocean, what we now call the Pacific, and many died from starvation and scurvy. What prompted Magellan's curiosity to plan such a voyage? Well, he set out to discover a way to travel westward to Southeast Asia, where he hoped to find exotic spices and gems. He only knew of the great ocean that lay beyond the Atlantic, and he heard the call to come, see, find. And, in order to reach his goal, he had to set out into the literal unknown, with only an off chance of discovering a passage between the Americas and he had to convince 260 men to join his expedition, which required five ships. So there's a cost to adventure, right? But Ferdinand did not successfully complete the journey. He died searching for the gems and spices. He planned the expedition, yes, but it was a man from his crew who would end up completing the circumnavigation around the world. Adventure, then, is something that happens along the journey. It's what happens to you on the expedition— It cannot be planned. It must simply be experienced at the moment. risk death for the sake of discovering something new. While experts in landscape, geography, and navigation remind us that a symbiotic relationship exists between human beings and the world in which we live, there is more to space around us than simply location. From birth, human beings exist within and explore space. Even in the womb, we come to know and understand the space in which we exist at a base level. As soon as we enter the world, Our minds and emotions churn with an innate curiosity to understand our surroundings. We make mental maps of everything. The world imprints on us spatially, psychologically, and spiritually. John Stilgo, a landscape historian, bemoans the 21st century's trajectory as it careens into what economist Klaus Schwab calls the fourth industrial revolution, a time of digital, physical, and biological fusion, a time that will redefine what it means to be human and what it means to be completely embedded in this world. Stilbo says living in a world in which everything is mapped out for you, where everything is known and safe, is a disaster for our lived experience. This kind of pre-planned and safe world is exactly the world found in a smartphone. As new generations grow up on portable digital devices from a young age, they will lose their sense of curiosity, wonder, and desire to find their own way in the world. Getting lost, says Stilgo, is an essential component of the experience to be human. It forces us to find our way, to explore the landscape, to truly see the world and how to live in it. Even the way we adventure in our hyper-modern world reflects our inability to actually see the world aright. With the global positioning system, or what we call GPS, or Google Maps, or the plethora of other smartphone apps... We no longer drive to a place reliant upon our experience of it. We listen to the computer. Siri, where's Pisgah National Forest? We follow the silly blue dot, when we should be seeing the landscape and what it's doing, how it's shaped, and our place in relationship to it. Since the early Babylonian and Sumerian empires, humans relied upon the landscape beneath the feet and in the sky to navigate. Wayfinding was part of what it meant to live and travel. Those people knew the stars, how they signaled the seasons, and where they moved in relation to their own land. Today, however, if you want to know how to get somewhere, you enter the data in your device and follow the directions. Or you ask Siri. Having lost the ability to navigate on our own now, having lost a relationship with the physical world, the true notion of adventure can only be grasped in a film or television series or a novel. "'But, Tim,' you say, "'aren't you being a bit hyperbolic? Adventure does not need to be month-long expeditions into the unknown territories beyond. I mean, besides, haven't we explored everything already? Do we really need adventure in our lives at the level you're suggesting?' Ah, yes, I reply, I agree, there's little left to discover over land. I do, however, wish to point out that adventure is not to consume a commodity. It is our human heritage. We've been given space on a terrestrial planet and launched, so to speak, by its creator to learn and know who we are in relationship to it, thus giving us deeper understanding as we relate to him. Adventure, you see, is that in part for which we were made. <laughs> One of J.R. Tolkien's most beautiful lines comes from The Fellowship of the Ring in a poem. It's this All who wonder are not lost. The line from Tolkien's poem reminds us of two things. First, wondering is our natural state. And second, navigation isn't always about certainty. The ancients used stars to navigate. And sometimes they use planets. Planets, according to Harvard scientist John Edward Huth, are not as reliable as stars for navigation. I mean, think of it. The word planet means wanderer. The brightest planets, Mars, Jupiter, and Venus, says Huth, can act as temporary beacons for travelers, but they move against the fixed background of stars. And Huth reminds us, the planets can still be used for navigation if one understands their motion. Hmm. The motion of the planetary wanderers reminds us that wandering is a natural state of being. And we are planets in motion upon the fixed background of the Earth. But if we cease moving, we lose our birthright as wanderers. So, in this short reflection, we've still not defined adventure. Adventure comes from Latin and French roots and means to arrive, or what's about to happen. We dub men, like Magellan, adventurers. But that moniker comes after the journey has ended in some fashion. Magellan was an explorer. He employed his natural curiosity to discover that for which his heart yearned, and in his case it was spices and gems. The late literature professor Joseph Campbell, famous for his book The Hero with a Thousand Faces, said heroes are called into an adventure. The call might be something tangible, like gems or spices, but there is something else under the surface that calls. As a professor of literature and world religions, he said this call came from the world navel, the source of existence. As a Christian, I say, this call comes from the creator God himself. You see, the landscape or something behind the landscape, the stars, the cosmos, that something calls to us. That is the voice of God. And to answer is to set out on the expedition of human existence in relation to God. And what happens along the way? Well, that's the adventure. Stay stoked, my friends.